Hello, Rosebuds, and welcome back. I have a unique intro for you today, which is a bit of a story unto itself. I found it very interesting and wrote a little piece to kick off today's volume of Ghost Tales to Tell in the Dark. For the newbies, welcome. We normally follow a content theme of telling a batch of 5 to 10 eyewitness true stories centered on the paranormal, with one or even sometimes two lone stories being a complete work of fiction. It's a bit like that old 80s nostalgic show Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, which I was a huge fan of when I was a kid. I don't usually tell stories as an intro, but today I wanted to open this episode with the true story of Paul Hellyer, who unfortunately passed away in 2021. He was a former Canadian Minister of Defense, and he was very outgoing about his opinions and experiences with UFOs and ETs. I found some of the things he said downright fascinating and a little unnerving, to be honest. If you'd prefer to skip Paul Hellyer's story today, that's just fine. You can continue onto our regular Ghost Tales format with the bookmarking in the description down below. Quietly throughout Paul Hellyer's career, he made statements that extraterrestrials have likely been visiting our planet for thousands of years. He also stated that it's very possible that two different species are working with the U.S. to help us develop advanced technology. He strongly believed that there were four species of advanced beings that had been visiting Earth and various countries on and off since primitive man. Now sure, lots of people believe in the ancient alien theory, but the thing that makes Hellyer's claims particularly interesting was that he actually had some credibility. He was a high-ranking official during the Cold War. In the 1960s, he asserted that while working with the military, he had discovered with certainty that the existence of aliens were very real. And we now know from current footage that the military is finally coming out and acknowledging, yes, these are UFOs and we don't know what they are. Hellyer agreed to an interview in 2013 with a journalist by the name of Sophie Chevernadzi on the show Sophie Co. to discuss his opinions on the topic of ETs and UFOs. She asked him, why do you say that UFOs are as real as airplanes flying overhead? His reply was, because I know that they are. As a matter of fact, they've been visiting our planet for thousands of years. He went on to say, as far as technology is concerned, they are light years ahead of us, and we have learned a lot of things from them. A lot of the things we use today we got from them, you know, LED lights and microchips and Kevlar vests and all sorts of things that we got from their technology, and we could get a lot more too, especially in the fields of medicine and agriculture, if we'd go about it peacefully. But I think maybe some of our people are more interested in getting the military technology. And I think that's wrong-headed, and that's one of the things that we're going to have to change, because we're going to have to work together, all of us, everywhere on the planet. That was a direct quote, by the way. And furthermore, in the interview, she questioned him about malevolent aliens. He continued with his opinion as to why he disagreed with Hawking, saying, and this is a direct quote, During that period of time, they could have taken us over without any trouble if they wanted to. So I think, rather than developing our own Star Wars program to protect ourselves against them, we should work with the benign species that are of a vast majority and work together and rely on them. 
of course, and cooperate so that we would be contributing something at the same time. I don't think there's any point in us developing a galactic force that would tempt us to ride on our own and get into mischief, which is one of the things that some of them are concerned about. Closed quote. Perhaps Hellier's opinions could be construed as wild theories if they were isolated statements, but that's not the case. The former head of the Israeli space security program and retired general Haim Eshed also claimed that a sort of agreement had been made between aliens and the U.S. government to keep silent on their experiments. It sounds like something entirely pulled from the show X-Files, but Mr. Ashed stated emphatically that aliens and a sort of galactic federation do exist and have been working with the U.S. and the Israeli government for years, but they keep it a secret to avoid mass hysteria. He further said that aliens have been waiting for humans to evolve and reach a certain stage to actually understand space and spaceships before the proof of their existence on our planet is allowed to become open to the general public. Now, I don't often do much research on ETs or UFOs, to be honest, but there is sort of a connection there with the paranormal. I think UFO or suspected alien encounters get lumped in with the paranormal because there's often times where rational explanation can define the encounter, and other times it simply can't, leaving us feeling disoriented and questioning our reality or existence the same way a potential paranormal incident can. However, in some respects, I think there's even more solid proof than ever before that we are not the only lone little planet floating out in space with intelligent life. I do believe they've been here poking around on our planet as well for quite some time. Whether they have alliances with governments, I don't have a strong opinion of that. I'd not heard of Hellier before, but I do have to say, after reading about him and his statements, I have mixed feelings. There's a part that feels like it's a little outlandish, but there's a part where I feel it could be credible, especially since hearing Bob Lazar's story a few years back. And if this topic interests you, definitely check out Bob Lazar. His story kind of matches up with Hellier's. It's very interesting. There's lots to consider as you listen to all these eyewitness accounts, Rosebuds. So sit back, dim the lights, and settle in for six alien encounters to tell in the dark. Story number one, visited in the middle of the night. I'd like to share an experience that happened to me about two years ago. I never really told anyone except my girlfriend, which freaked her out. This is what happened. Me and my girlfriend were living in a house that belonged to her parents. I remember being asleep in bed. I usually slept on the left side of the bed, and my girlfriend slept on the right. I woke up in the middle of the night and saw two alien beings that resembled gray aliens. Their skin color was grayish-brown. Both were standing on the right side of the bed next to my girlfriend, who was sound asleep. I remember thinking that this can't be real. I must be dreaming. So what I did next was to reach my right arm over to one of these beings in an attempt to physically touch one. What happened next is crazy. My arm reached out to touch one, I saw one of them sort of wave his hand in front of me, which caused me to involuntarily and slowly fall back in place in bed 
and fall back asleep. I remember trying to fight off the feeling, but simply couldn't. That's all I remember, yet the next morning when I woke up, I remembered what happened, vividly. But I wasn't sure if this was some sort of dream or what. It sure didn't feel like a dream, though. Story number two, Unexplained Lights in the Sky I saw two extremely bright, silent green lights in Bavaria, Germany, when pulling security early in the morning. For context, I'm a 23-year-old male, active-duty field artillery U.S. soldier, stationed in Germany with the 2nd Cavalry Regiment. We all go to the Hohenfels training area at least once a year to train with our NATO partners for one month. During Operation Sabre Junction 2021 from August to September in the Hohenfels training area, while I was pulling security, I had the following experience. I was in the middle of pulling a 50 cal guard in the middle of the night from the hatch of my ammunition truck. I don't know what time it was, but I wasn't drowsy. It was very clear, quiet night with barely any clouds. The stars and moon were bright that night, so visibility was very good. I was scanning the field in front of me with my night vision goggles before I was blinded by an incredibly bright green light that flared up in the sky. I took off my Kevlar, squinting my eyes shut before looking back up into the sky. And up there, I reckon about 400 meters in front of me and about 700 meters up in the sky was a large and very bright green light with two smaller but equally as bright green lights right below it. These three green lights were definitely a part of the same object. It stayed there a good long moment before slowly descending, not making a single sound. A couple of seconds later, another object appeared to its top left, which was my top right, parallel to where its twin had been. It held altitude for a while, but not in the same spot. It too, after a few moments, began to slowly descend with its twin. Both of them eventually disappeared behind the tree line that was in front of me beyond the field I was watching from. I called it up over the radio as I witnessed the event, but nobody acknowledged me except for one of my sergeants. He was in my battery at the time, but was in another section, probably no more than 300 meters to my left flank, who said he was seeing the same thing I was. My best rational guess would be that they were extremely large, but quiet drones, but I'm unsure if it was human tech because all drones I've seen and heard are obnoxiously loud, which begs to question, what was out there that night, and what were they observing? We now interrupt this broadcast for a brief Black Rose PSA. Did you know that if you don't press the like button right now, you'll be forced to endure the curse of the perpetually upside-down pizza Yes, every time you order a pizza, it will arrive cheesy side down and stuck to the cardboard. It's absolutely true. So press that like button, and for an extra measure of protection, leave us a comment on what you think about these stories so far. Alright, back to our regularly scheduled broadcast. Story number three, Alien in My Room. 
So this didn't happen to me, but it happened to my brother several years ago, and I believe him. He and his girlfriend went to bed one night. The way the room is set up, the head of the bed was to the left of the closet, but near the foot of the bed. He said he woke up after a few hours of being asleep, and his body was turned the opposite way of how he normally slept in the bed. Not a little bit, like his feet were on his pillow and pointed at the headboard, and his head was down by the foot of his bed facing the closet. Now, maybe he could have done this in his sleep, but it had never happened before, and what happened next made him question. On the closet door was a rack that extends outward to hang clothes on hangers. He said when he opened his eyes, he was confused and disoriented by the position his body was in, but the confusion turned to terror when he saw that a couple of empty hangers were swinging violently back and forth. He then saw long, alien-like fingers wrapped around the closet door, and as soon as he noticed the hand, the door immediately closed from the inside. At first, he was too scared to move, but after a minute or so, he hopped out of bed and quickly wrenched the door open, fully expecting to see a full-bodied extraterrestrial hiding out in there. To his surprise, his cat shot out of the closet. He investigated thoroughly, and there was nothing in there. His girlfriend stayed asleep the whole time. He still talks about this from time to time, and I can tell it still unnerves him. He's since moved out of that place, but my friend lives there now in that same room, and he's described other spooky things to do with that closet as well. Story number four, a cancer survivor UFO story. I have plans to write a book someday, because more than a handful of people hear about how I grew up and certain things I've overcome, and suggested that I should write my story down. But for now, I'd like to get this out to some people who may actually believe me. I'm from the 618 area of the U.S., right across the Mississippi River from St. Louis. I've lived in many towns across this area including St. Louis itself, if you count my time enduring chemotherapy. I didn't have the easiest childhood, which led to me becoming a reckless teenager and young adult. Today, I'm actually thankful for cancer because, surprisingly, it wasn't all bad. It both humbled me and provided the opportunity to meet the love of my life. I've had many paranormal experiences most would never believe. One of the first strange experiences I remember was being a very young boy who decided to walk off in the middle of the sticks while visiting my stepdad's parents. This was somewhere in southwestern Illinois. I couldn't have been more than five, and I only remember the moment a police officer pulled up in a car behind me as I turned down a road surrounded by trees. I remember it was autumn because there were colorful leaves all over the trees and ground alike. The officer calls to me, because my parents had, of course, called them to search for me. Luckily, I was found, but I'll never forget what I told him that day. He asked me, what are you doing out here? And my answer was simple, I'm following the undertaker. Unfortunately, I don't remember anything aside from that. Don't remember seeing anyone either. I didn't even know the definition of what an undertaker was. 
I only knew the word because I've always been a pro wrestling fan, and there's a wrestler named Undertaker. His real name is Mark Calloway, and he's a seven-foot man who dressed in all black, with long black hair, a dark trench coat, and a circular hat to match. So, obviously, it wasn't Mr. Calloway the Undertaker in the deep backwoods of Illinois, so I still wonder what exactly I was following and may have witnessed. Fast forward to my UFO encounter. I was living with a woman who's now my ex-girlfriend in 2015, who I'd been with for close to two years when we decided to go camping with her cousin and her boyfriend. We planned this to be on a piece of land owned by her grandfather in the sticks of Freeburg, Illinois. There was a huge lake on the property. I'm not one who can accurately measure, but the man had many acres of land. His home was the closest we were to civilization, and this was about two miles from the spot we were camping at. We were in our tent after hanging out around the fire, and I remember it was quiet when I noticed a craft flying above in the open netting of the tent. We could see the sky. From the height it was flying, we most certainly should have heard it passing, yet it was silent. The more I stared, the more I noticed it was completely circular with a tiny dot of white light in the very middle. I pointed and asked my girlfriend if she could see what I was seeing, and she replied, yeah. At that very moment, the craft stopped above the tent, and the tiny light got extremely bright. Within a split second, the light dimmed, and the craft went from prone position to out of sight within four seconds. Initially, I didn't remember this taking place the morning after, nor do I remember a single moment after that craft left. The memory actually wouldn't return to me until later on. I recall by December that year, I was living with a friend having broken up with my girlfriend that previous October. I was so sick I was vomiting up blood, but refused to go to the hospital because I dreaded them. Fast forward to April 2016. After many failed attempts at properly living life, I got really sick and had no choice but to go to the ER. It turned out I had leukemia. Now, my grandma died from cervical cancer when I was young, so I was terrified of having cancer and refused treatment for months. When I finally did start, that very same day is the day I met my wife. My outlook was a little bleak, and even the few family members who checked in on me were told I wasn't going to survive it. I was also told I'd never have kids, yet my wife gave birth to two babies. By spring 2019, I managed to reach remission. One day, when I was recovering from a chemo treatment, that whole memory from the camping trip randomly floods my mind, and I start to form this theory. I've pieced together so many things over the years. I know this is going to sound wildly irrational, but I came to a possible realization. What if my visitors accidentally or purposely gave me cancer with their radiation from the craft? Why couldn't I remember that night until I was in the middle of cancer treatment? And what if they possibly intervened in saving my life when I had a 2% survival rate? Obviously, I don't see this all as fact, but I can't help but question, what if? There's just a lot that doesn't add up. Rumor was, there was a cover-up UFO crash that took place 
in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, not far down south from this area where I'd been camping. That incident took place in 1941, six years before the famous Roswell accident supposedly happened. This Cahokia Mounds historic site is also located in this area. It's said to have contained the bones of giants in the early 1900s, which makes me wonder about my undertaker experience. This area has many other events linked to the unexplained, and I've been here to witness many. So many that quite a few of my encounters included others being there too. Sometimes when you have a lot of coincidences, you have to wonder what's a coincidence anymore. Story number five, alien sighting? I grew up in Northern California in the Fremont area. If you're unfamiliar, it's close to San Francisco. The outlying areas are rolling green hills in the spring that turn brown in the summer. We had a house on a large piece of property with a huge, open, unfenced backyard. One night, I'm home babysitting my little sister. I was about 14, and our parents were out somewhere. Maybe a date? I don't remember. Our dog starts going crazy, and he's barking at the back door. I didn't think much of it, because we're in a rural area. There were skunks at the least, or bobcats at the worst, that frequently would roll through our backyard. Except his usual behavior was to go on for a minute and then eventually settle down. This time, he wasn't. So after about a minute, I look outside. I flip on the porch light, and about 50 feet away from our back door, I see these strange-looking creatures that are walking slowly across the landscape. They have really long legs, like they're walking on stilts, and small bodies. There were two of them. I didn't know what I was seeing and felt intensely scared. I turned off the porch light, locked all the doors, and took my dog upstairs. My sister was already in bed at this point, but I went to my window upstairs and I could still see them walking really slowly. It was a moonlit night, and the outline of their shadow was like nothing I'd ever seen before. When my parents got home, I tried to tell them about it, but they brushed it off. Eventually, life moved on, and I didn't think about that experience too often. Fast forward years later when the internet comes around, and one day, I'm watching videos on YouTube, and I see these creatures that people are calling the Fresno Crawlers. They looked identical to what I saw when I was a kid. I realized that the city of Fremont and the city of Fresno are about 150 miles apart, but still. Seeing them on that video brought back the memories of that night in stark detail, and it made my blood run cold. I really have to wonder, what the hell is going on out there? Story number six alien encounter? When I was living in NSW Australia, now in QLD, I saw a real weird thing. We lived on a property with two houses. My dad lived in one, with us, myself and my wife, in the other. One night I came back from my dad's house and my missus was pure white, telling me something was in the bushes and it sounded big. She was frozen still. 
I grabbed a torch, went around the side, and saw this upright, brownish-gray, dinosaur-like skin thing walk out of view behind some bamboo. The terror I felt in that moment was indescribable. I froze for like five minutes and just watched and stared, trying to figure out what the f*** am I seeing? Finally, I managed to shake some of my fear and yelled out for it to come out. It took off running. I wanted to follow it down this thin path, but I couldn't bring myself to. I did run around the side of the large bamboo garden bed trying to find it. I called out to my dad and he came out. We searched for at least an hour. I know people say shit on the internet and I have no way to prove this to you. I even thought I was crazy. Then I saw this video about someone who experienced nearly the same thing. I have goosebumps writing this and it's the first time I'm actually putting it down in words. I've only told a couple of people because I honestly just don't know what I experienced or how to talk about it without sounding like a basket case. Anyway, we moved out that week. My dad is still there and hasn't seen anything since. Might seem like an overreaction, but at the time, we just had a baby, and it had been a rough conception and pregnancy, so we didn't want anything to happen to our kid. To add to this, two weeks before the sighting of whatever it was I saw, I had another strange occurrence that only added to my distress. I was home alone and woke up in a massive sweat for no rational reason, but I looked down and there are three red dots on the left side of my ribs, spaced perfectly two centimeters apart and in a perfect line downward, like laser dots. I only saw it for a moment because when I looked up to see where it was coming from, I couldn't see anything in the room, then looked down and it was gone. I would have dismissed it as a mental trick of the mind, but then two weeks later and I see this creature, I can only assume it was an extraterrestrial being. I do believe there is some weird shit in the AUS. It's a big, bloody place. Well, Rosebuds, how are you feeling after those stories? I don't know about you, but for some reason, alien encounter stories always freak me out way more than paranormal encounters. I don't know why that is, but drop me a comment and tell me if you feel the same way or not. Which one is more terrifying, alien or paranormal entities? Okay, let's do the reveal. Story number five about the Fresno Crawler sighting was completely made up. Although, as far as I know, the Fresno Crawler video footage, which still freaks me out when I see it, has still not been debunked and they can't figure out what those creatures were captured on film. If it has been debunked, I would love to know. Drop me a comment. All right, Rosebuds, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Take care and stay creepy.